COVID-19 vaccines are safe and free, but many are still hesitant to get the shot. Let's break down some of the biggest anti-vaccine myths and why they're wrong. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining us is resident Mythbuster and CNET reporter Oscar Gonzalez. Welcome, Oscar. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Before we get into the specific myths, Oscar, can you tell me why they've been so effective in in spreading out and, and getting folks to doubt the efficacy of these vaccines? Well, I mean, uh, to put it in a simple term, it's social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Reddit. Uh, these are all platforms that, because of algorithms, they, uh, they become a big sort of uh, echo chamber for those who want to believe in the, co- uh, in the, the vaccine myths. It's uh, happening all over the place, and a myth can go really can go viral really fast, uh, and it's it requires a matter of trying to debunk them. But usually, by the time uh, the debunking happens, well, the myths already out there, and people now believe a false claim uh, in larger numbers than they will read the actual facts uh, disproving that claim. Right, and then we just saw it, you know, this week with with Nicki Minaj, uh, and her claim that her cousin's friend's husband or fiance had swollen testicles, which is not even one of these myths, but obviously that blew up and became a, a strange, strange tale. Uh, but let's run through some of the common myths and why factually they're wrong. So we're going to run through some of those common ones. The first one being that the vaccine kills more people than COVID. Right. Seems like an obvious one, but but Oscar, break this down. Why is this wrong? So this has been a claim that's that's been going around um, er, early on with when the vaccine started uh, being in heavy use. Uh, it, so it comes down to there is a reporting system called VAERS. Uh, that's a vaccine adverse event reporting system from the CDC. You could go on there and any vaccine you could check to see. Uh, how what's been happening to it and it, it's a common system used by anti-vaxxers to say hey look at this vaccine uh in the in, you know in the case of like pre pre-covid look at these vaccines are causing so much damage but the reporting itself is that if if there's a problem you report it and it can be reported by anyone and if the cdc sees some sort of pattern they investigate uh in the case of uh, the COVID vaccines with all three of them, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and Pfizer, uh, there have been deaths to people that have taken the vaccine. However, the, the deaths are not directly related to the vaccine. At least that's not what's been investigated yet. Um, so there have been people that have died after taking the vaccine, but there is actually no sort of determination of whether the vaccine was the cause of it. However, people see numbers, people see people died after vaccine, and they just put two and two together and think, oh my God, people are dying of the vaccine. And people thought that people were dying to the vaccine more than actually dying with COVID. But also, those people tend to be the ones that deny that COVID exists or COVID is, is even a big deal. So obviously, this claim went pretty, uh, pretty uh, heavily around social media, and it is... Totally false. Uh, COVID is killing a lot more people than the actual uh, vaccine. Right. Nearly 660,000 people in the U.S. alone um, have died from COVID. So, yeah, clearly the, the, that's a huge, huge number. 
unfortunately. Uh, the next one is one that you can sort of see folks who are hesitant bring up, and this is the notion that the long we don't know what the long-term effects are of the vaccine. People could die in three years. What do you say to that? Well, so the, this is kind of split into a, a an actual legitimate claim where people don't people aren't familiar with the long-term effects. That is a legitimate claim, that, and people who are hesitant about the vaccine, by all means. I mean, that is something if they if they're concerned about, they should ask and get answers on. Uh, the the outrageous part is people. Uh, there are some people that are spreading the claim that that you could die in three years. Um, which is a random number. No one knows where they got it from. They just started saying that you could die in three years, and that's now a myth that's being spread. Uh, so with the long-term effects, uh, they essentially, vaccines don't have long-term effects, so to speak. Uh, you, with any vaccine, the effects are usually done within the first six weeks. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why... They uh, with the COVID vaccine, you, they actually want you to sit for 15 minutes or so because they want to see if there's immediate effects re regarding any sort of allergy uh, side effects. But in general, uh, it's usually in the first six weeks that you'll see something. But and the FDA has been studying uh, the the FDA looked at studies of data of people for six months, and that's what they look at when it comes to vaccine is that six month period after afterwards if there's any long-term effects and well there there are some effects side effects and you could you could see them on the cdc but i mean most people are going to get a sore arm so people may get a little bit sick for a couple days and that's really it now are there some weird side effects definitely uh those are rare um and you could you could check the cdc website on those rare side effects but in general, most people are going to get over it uh, within a few days because the actual mRNA that's being injected with the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine, that, that leaves your body in a few days. So after that, you're done. Got it. So there's another one I hear a lot. There's a 99.9% .9 chance of surviving COVID, so there's no need to get vaccinated. Right. Now, this was a stat that came out of a CDC... Uh, planning document last uh, September, and it was a planning document. It wasn't official numbers, and obviously that was last September. With the Delta variant, the uh, I mean, the the chance of survival is actually well. I mean, the mortality rate has actually gone up. Uh, in general, the mortality rate is is about one to one fifteen one point fifteen percent. It could be going a little bit higher again because the Delta variant is. Uh, more contagious. It's 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 more serious. So that ninety nine point nine 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 percent that some people are using, it's a false number, and it's designed to say, well, this is not a big deal. But it also ignores the fact that you may you 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 probably will survive a COVID infection. You're gonna get sick, and no one really wants to get sick either. So that's why you want to take the vaccine to avoid getting seriously sick and also to avoid actually dying. Right. And also just the, the law of big numbers, right? Like 1% of several million people. That's still a lot of people, I would say, an unacceptable number of people dying. So yes, the, the, the next myth, the creator of the mRNA vaccine, which as you said, uh, is sort of the basis of the uh, Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, uh, says it's dangerous. 
Now, this has come from uh, a lot of podcasting. So there's a gentleman, Dr. Robert Malone, who wrote uh, a paper uh, back in the late 80s about the mRNA and how it could be used to actually uh, to, to sort of work as a vaccine. And it was an important paper. Um, and he dubs himself as the inventor of the mRNA vaccines. Um, but again, the, this information is kind of misconstrued. Uh, people are viewing him as the inventor of these vaccines, which he's not. He has he he doesn't work for Pfizer Moderna, uh, so he's not the inventor of the COVID vaccine. Um, he didn't he didn't actually invent the um, the actual vaccine itself. I mean, he got the wheels in motion, which is very important. Um, but uh, Dr. Malone has been on a very big podcast and right wing. Uh, talking, uh, talking engagements, uh, talking series, where he basically goes everywhere that invites him to say that the COVID vaccine is dangerous, um, and he brings up some uh, scientific points, but they've all been debunked. Uh, that that what he views as it being dangerous. So, is he important to the, the making of the COVID vaccine? He, absolutely, his work was, again, what got the wheels in motion to get us where we're at now. However, people are that are pushing these this false claim, well, I mean, they're, they're, they're having him come on um, and saying, well, you, the vaccines are bad, but he has, he's not working on these actual vaccines. Got it. Uh, the next one, uh, there's no reason to bother with the vaccine when you use ivermectin, which obviously has been in the headlines recently. What do you say to that? Well, we've talked about in the past about ivermectin. It is a anti-parasitic. It is a, a, a very important drug in that aspect. It, it's, it saved millions of lives. Uh, the creators of it received the Nobel Prize in 2015. However, when it comes to COVID-19, ivermectin still is unproven. Uh, there are studies that say, yes, it works, but the studies are either... An incredible small number of participants, like ten to fifty to eighty, or uh, they there's been issues with the actual studies where they've been redacted for bad mythology, unethical practices, plagiarism. So there has been fewer studies proving ivermectin is working. It's a lot of anecdotal evidence. The FDA, uh, the, the FDA, the CDC, the, the World Health Organization, they've all said this is not an approved, uh, a, a, a proven treatment, uh, and they're advising people not to take it. And obviously, because some doctors are heeding those warnings from these public health agencies, they are the people that have that want to take ivermectin. They've been taking horse dewormer uh, instead at, that's available at livestock stores, and some people have been getting sick from it. Uh, but ivermectin again, it's not a it's it's not a proven treatment, uh, and it doesn't replace the vaccine because uh, ivermectin is is still not a sort of proven cure. The vaccine itself has been proven to save lives and to prevent you from getting sick. The next one, masks don't work. Right. This has been going on throughout the entire pandemic. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily have to do with the, with the vaccine, but it is a, it is such an ongoing 
false claims spread around that you'll constantly see on social media. Uh, the fact is, masks do work. The, 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 what varies is the quality of the mask. Uh, if you're using a very, uh, if you're using a cloth mask that has big open holes in it, uh, that's not going to be an effective uh, protection against uh, co uh, against the COVID virus. Uh, but uh, the, the, most public health agencies says better wear a cloth mask than nothing. Um, surgical masks do provide a bit of protection, and then the N95, KN9, and KN95 masks, those provide actual quality protection, uh, and that's why you see a lot of health workers use that. Uh, so, when people say masks don't work, they're using this blanket term when actually cloth masks are useful, surgical masks are fine, and N95, K95, those are the best, but you have to fit them properly to get the actual full protection. So masks do work. Um, it, it's just a matter of when you're saying a blanket claim like that, uh, obviously it, it's, it's gonna, there's going to be flaws in it, and that's a problem. And lastly, this is one I actually hadn't heard of. The vaccines go against the Nuremberg Code. Now, a lot of – one of the sort of anti-vaxxer um, – you know, go mo's when their go-to moves is bringing in something from World War II and something related to the Nazis, and try to equivalent that to uh, to uh, what's going on with vaccines. In this case, uh, if you've seen some viral videos online, there's there's uh, this especially gets brought up. There's a viral video of a guy yelling at a school board meeting about the Nuremberg Code. Uh, again, it's false claim. So what the Nuremberg Code is, is that during the Nuremberg trials, uh, the doctors, the Nazi doctors, who were doing horrible experiments on people during during the World War II and pr prior to that, uh, they were all uh, found guilty of doing human experiments. And they, the judges of that trial developed a code, a Nuremberg Code, that basically says it's unlawful for any group to force an experiment on a human without any sort of consent from that person. But when it's being used in this case, well, it's, it's completely wrong. I mean, first off, the vaccines aren't experimental. They've been tested uh, they've been studied. This was not, uh, you know, this is a common claim with anti-vaxxers that they're experiments. They're not. These are vaccines that have been studied across the globe. So this is not something that's, that's experimental. And also, no one is forcing the injection. There are not people that are that are for, that are holding someone down and forcing the injection, forcing that needle into their arm. Uh, you you consent to it. You go to a you go to a drugstore. You say, "Hey, I want a vaccine," and they give it to you. They they have you sign uh, releases, but you have to agree to take the vaccine. Uh, now there are vaccine mandates that are happening right now. Uh, Pre uh, President Joe Biden is uh, instituted one that's being worked on by OSHA that would affect. Companies with more than 100 people, certain cities, in the case of L.A. and New York City, are implementing them. Uh, but those, they're not going to have cops come to your door and inject you. What's happening in those cases is that you're either going to have to get vaccine or you, you get the vaccine or you're going to have to do weekly tests.
All right, well, Oscar, thank you for your time and thanks for debunking these myths. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.